Welcome to the Druids Grove, where we discuss all things related to Druids, their history, current day practices, and how to build a deeper connection and relationship with the earth. I'm so glad you're here. If you find what I have to share helpful, please subscribe and share with others that may enjoy it, and check the show notes for more information. Come on in, relax for a bit, and I hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Druids Grove. In this episode, we are going to be talking about the element of water, uh, or the direct in the direction to the west, and the animal associated with water in the west is the fish. So frequently, the fish, um, and more commonly in, in associated with it is the salmon. Um, the salmon is kind of seen as the in druidry. The salmon is seen as the animal of wisdom. Um, in various uh, spiritual traditions and practices across the world, mention the salmon or the fish uh, as important in their mythology and their symbolism. Um, fish are seen in multiple cultures and religions like Christianity, Buddhism, Hinduism, and, and various other traditions. Um, the, the wisdom that the fish uh, represents, um, wisdom represents the ability to kind of um, migrate for long distances or to make long journeys uh, and to return to its uh, the breeding grounds. So that if we think of the salmon, you know, it is born in one area, it, it migrates to a different area for most of its life, and then it migrates back and into the area that it was born to to breed again. So mythologically in Druidry and in Celtic mythology, the salmon of wisdom tale comes from a salmon that was in a pool of wisdom that ate the hazelnuts that fell from the tree of wisdom. And it was said that whoever caught the salmon would gain all knowledge and all wisdom. So if we look at water in its physical form and the physical representation of water, we can see why our ancient Druid ancestors, Celtic ancestors, and ancestors across the world place such high importance on it. Like the other elements, Without water, we would die. We would not be here. And so again, we see that this is a common theme in, in the, all the elements. Without any of them, we would not exist. So we all know that water is necessary for life. And <clears throat> so water allows for a specific cycle, the rain cycle. So if we look at the cycle of rain, it starts with clouds in the air and condensation and then the rain falls to the earth, and then the rain, uh, the, the water gathers and forms streams, rivers, lakes, and oceans, and then it eventually evaporates and then returns to the clouds and restarts the cycle. So some of the water that falls from the rain leaches down into the earth, through the earth, to form the water table. Um, this water can cause erosion in like sandstone and other porous rock under the soil. It can form caves and underground lakes. So water serves many functions physically uh, on the earth. And conceptually in Druidry, the idea of the water table and wells and, and caves is very important in Druidry. So Mythologically, wells are seen as gateways to the other world. They are kind of this direct path to the underground from the surface, to the other world from the surface. And also it kind of represents the unseen. We can't see what is down at the bottom of a well. Um, 
wells were and they still are kind of seen as very spiritual places depending on you know your spiritual practice and how you approach it and really when we look at water in druidry um, any any vesicle or any item that holds water and can contain water is is seen as spiritual so if we look at um, Christianity we you know the, the story of the Holy Grail and depending on you know whether you're looking at it from a Christian perspective or Druid perspective or whatever um, whatever mythological representation you ascribe to you can it, it can meet the Grail can the Holy Grail can mean many things and from the Druidic perspective the Holy Grail means a container that holds fluid and it is fluid that kind of nourishes the soul and the spirit and in England, there are many Druidic sites that reference uh, various forms of the Holy Grail. Uh, most commonly are the Chalice Well and the Glastonbury Tor. Um, and there are many ceremonies that, that take place at different times of the year in these places. And many people uh, do migrations and pilgrimages to the Chalice Well and the Glastonbury Tor. And so these were considered sacred sites in ancient times. And... They represent the healing of people across time. People would go to these places for healing. Like I said, pilgrimages were made. Pilgrimages were made to these spaces for healing and worship. And symbolically, the Grail or the ch- chalice, which is just a bowl or a cup-shaped object, is very special in Druidry. And I'm going to do a whole episode about um, symbolism in Druidry, and we'll talk about that uh, this in depth then. But in Druidry, if we look at our bodies, um, we have three chalices or grails, or if you want to call them wombs or cauldrons, I guess. It, any vessel that is bowl-shaped and holds something is considered a sacred sacred space in Druidry. So we have three in our body. So one is our skull, which holds our brain. And... If we go further down our body, another kind of cauldron or chalice or grail is the rib cage with the diaphragm being the bottom of the bowl. It holds the heart and the lungs, kind of, you know, the, the, what keeps us alive. And if we go further down the body, the last kind of grail or chalice or cauldron is the pelvis. And the pelvis holds uh, many vital organs, digestive organs, and our reproductive organs. So in the human body, these are all sacred and important parts of our bodies that serve various functions. And when we look at these kind of cauldrons or chalices or wells, the common theme here is water. And water is present in all of these components of our own sacred wells within us. And that's why they are important in Druidry. So if we look into nature, we see water everywhere. You know, water has various forms. We have rain, fog, clouds, streams, creeks, oceans, lakes, even little puddles and parking lots. You know, there's so many different places where water gathers. All plants depend on water. All animals depend on water. Uh, Water can take on various forms. It can freeze and expand. And, you know, if water freezes and expands, it can split stones, it splits rocks. Or in its liquid form, it can erode the earth. It can cause massive destruction if it gets out of control. So just like all the other elements, it can be life-giving or life-taking. It can be powerful or gentle. Again, very much like our own personality traits. 
So in the water aspect or representation of personality, uh, we can choose how to use water. We can be fluid and flexible and kind of go with the flow, you know, or we can be cold as ice. We can be a destructive torrent, you know, or we can rain down hail, or we can, um, you know, we can cause someone pain with our, our destructive, you know, stormy behavior. Or we can be nourishing and be a nice, you know, trickling stream of healing for someone that might need it. And we can look to the salmon, the fish, the salmon for guidance, and we can follow its recommendation on how to live and how to live a good, uh, lead a good life. We can learn how to migrate to various places. We can learn to do what's necessary to set out and do what's in front of us and meet our goals. Um, we can learn how to avoid obstacles as we meet them, like the salmon. Uh, we can persevere and swim upstream against the current, but we also know when to take solace behind a, a boulder or a rock and to get some rest and to get out of this chaotic stream of life. You know, And then when we are ready, we can continue on our journey, just like the salmon. The astrological signs associated with water are Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. And there's the fish. The Pisces is a fish. So by looking at the astrological descriptions of these, we can again see the personality traits associated with water. And regardless of your astrological sign, we can choose how we want to utilize the concept of water in everyday life. Um, in ceremonial practice or just daily practice, water is represented kind of at the altar or just generally uh, as a small container with water, maybe a bowl or a cup or a glass. And, and um, kind of mythologically or symbolically, this also represents the cauldron of transformation and the element of water. And water is the last of the kind of four physical elements that I'll talk about, and we'll talk about spirit next. Um, but again, it is no less important than the other elements. It's no less important than earth, air, fire, or spirit. All, all elements are necessary for life. And balance between the physical elements is necessary for a quality life. Um, to have a life filled with purpose and passion and balance, patience, you know, intellectual pursuits and stability, perseverance, flexibility. So these are all represented by the other signs as well. And without any of these elements, we would have an unbalanced life. If we didn't have earth, air, fire, or water, and the characteristics associated with either one of them, uh, we would be unbalanced. We would not have a good life. And with all the elements inside of us, we can be useful to the earth. We can be useful to animals and plants that are around us and to, you know, the human beings that we interact with every day by adopting the traits and characteristics of the four ele physical elements of the earth. And by by bringing consciousness and our conscious awareness to these elements and how they are present in us and in our surroundings, it can also lead to a deeper connection to everything around us and to help us again realize this interconnected nature of all things. All of the elements, we like to look at them separately, but they are all interconnected and they all work together. So I hope this has helped to give a brief introduction about the element of water and then of the past four elements in Druidry and how they are important in Druidry. I definitely would encourage you to get out there and look up some more information and do some research if you're interested in it. And I know by integrating the elements into my life and to being more aware of their 
presence in my life and to try to um, pay homage and appreciation and gratitude towards them and to adopt their traits into my daily life, I have had a huge improvement and an improvement in the quality of peace that I have in my life every day. And it's, again, by looking at the elements, it has helped me and it helps others to get rid of this idea of ego, you know, that I'm in charge and I'm running everything, that it's truly an interconnected nature between all things and all elements and all beings. And I can see my role here and to try to be more helpful on this planet. So thank you for listening. Water. Giver of life. Rainy day in bed. Raging rapids on a kayak. Slaker of thirst. Without you I am nothing. With you I am everything. Thank you so much for joining in at the Druid's Grove. I thoroughly enjoyed sharing this time and information with you. I hope you learned something and are inspired to build a connection to the earth and the world around you. If you liked what was shared, please feel free to give back at Buy Me a Coffee. Join me on Substack, where I have transcripts, or listen on YouTube, and find the group on social media. For more information, check the show notes. I'll see you in the Grove. Until next time.